Welcome to The Stars Aligned, a podcast about all things astro and human design, and how these two amazing tools connect to help you align with the life you came here to live. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Stars Aligned. We're really, really excited today because today is our first guest. We have a guest all the way from uh, Vancouver, and she is joining us today. So Marina, would you like to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about what you're about? Yeah, so hi. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And yes, I am in Vancouver and I am, I call myself a North Node guide. Um, my work is really rooted in astrology, but more specifically the lunar nodes. So I really focus on that and also um, kind of bringing in transformational work as well. Amazing. Yeah, so it's kind of coaching and guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about what got you onto this path. Like when did you first discover the lunar nodes and um, where were you in the world when that discovery kind of happened? <laughs> yeah. So I, okay. So I grew up with quite, um, I think my mom's side is quite spiritual. And so we have a lot of like healers in the family and it's kind of just been passed down. So my mom and my grandma, they're both tarot card readers. They're both dream interpreters. They both do Reiki. And then my other aunt, she's a crystal healer. Amazing. And, and then my other aunt does like, she practices more of like the Tibetan and Buddhist practices. And so it really like was just a part of my world since I was born, really like the spiritual side. And so it was interesting because then my dad's very scientific and he's like very biotech and, and like very futuristic he's an Aquarius so <laughs> of course it's, it's funny yeah yeah so it's like kind of having those two worlds and so but astrology was something that we all loved we all shared and like getting our Georgia Nichols forecast for the year every year growing up Aww. and things like that so it was always kind of there but then of course as you get older you go into high school and university you kind of start to lose the I lost kind of mm. that I kind of like it in my shadow to be honest I was like oh this is weird this is woo -woo. like everyone no one else's family talks about this stuff or does this kind of stuff so I was like kind of pushed it away and wanted nothing really to do with it and I remember like my grandma would sit down and talk about 5d and all of this stuff and I was like she's crazy <laughs> you know what I mean like, I would sit there and I'd be like mm -hmm, okay grandma and now I'm like here talking about the 5d <laughs> it's just so funny how yeah it's so funny but you kind of come full circle right like um because I I think about things we were talking about this recently right Siobhan um you know like when you're in school you get like this kind of conditioning of what is normal right and but all of our normals are so different and I just find it like you know that we kind of um we kind of buy into that like you know, would you call it like the, the uh, status quo of like what life should be like and how we should be and we forget ourselves. Yeah. So a, a lot of the time, like when you reach, the, you know, a certain point in your life, that's why people kind of have these midlife crises or, you know, their Saturn returns are really 
um, kind of um, difficult because they have to like, you know, kind of find what they already knew about themselves. They have to unearth that again. So it's It's so true. And it's so funny Mm -hmm. because I was born in North Vancouver and then we moved to Comox, Courtney area where I am now. And we, I only lived here till I was six and then we moved to Ottawa. And so now my whole journey, literally coming full circle and then moving back here just this year in the summer. And I really feel like, like totally being that little Marina again, who was six years old, who loved fairies and saw the magic and like wanted to wear princess dresses and like just really feminine, innocent, childlike, and just totally disowned that. And then now finding her and embracing her again has been so interesting, especially because I've just come out of a Mars Pluto transit for the last three years. Mm-hmm. So I feel like mm-hmm. that has just really it's just yeah and you're just entering your Saturn return like now right yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I, I'm just out of it yeah Abby's yeah. just finished just like a couple of, of months ago and yours is just starting so okay yeah. Uh, yeah I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you Abby like how you found that for yourself oh it was very challenging very challenging it was kind of um I guess it started uh about a year ago but obviously I was kind of uh I had that pre-shadow phase right is it I think it's called the pre-shadow phase um so I had that phase leading up to my Saturn return where I just felt very ungrounded I was living in China and just things just didn't seem to flow um at that point and then I came out of a relationship. I basically got kind of exiled out of China because of the coronavirus. I got stuck in Australia and eventually I came, ended up coming back to Sweden. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that was my Saturn return. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Wild. Oh my goodness. So really just trying to find ground. Yeah. And you know, I've come back here to Sweden, which is my Pluto line. So I'm really thinking, you know, Saturn has actually brought me back to learn something or you know mm-hmm. to um transform finish this like transformation that maybe I started before Definitely. or I, I don't know <laughs> yeah and like Pluto and lines can be so good to like get that extra power or momentum oh. or focus you need like I honestly love lines, like for getting <laughs> mm-hmm. work done when I want to get like a lot of work done, I'm like, go to a Pluto line because you become like so focused and almost like yeah. obsessed. But like, if you really want to get something done, yeah. yeah. Were you, what line were you on in Ottawa? So did you, so when you were six, you moved there and is that kind of where you grew up until you went traveling? Oh, this is just so interesting. Yeah. So I grew up in Ottawa, which is, I had no lines, but I have an aspect there. And so Mercury squares my MC there. And it's interesting because I grew up with dyslexia. And I just always found that like, it's definitely harder to communicate on that line for sure. Um, And that's really where that, because growing up here, I don't really remember having that problem. Like I never, in in, um, grade, what was it? Kindergarten kind of grade one-ish was fine. And then I got there and it was like my whole learning experience really changed, which was interesting. And so I found that definitely affected me. 
but then I, yeah, I went to high school and then I went to university to a Pluto line. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which was funny because, of course, my south node is in the eighth house. So I felt like, like me too, <laughs> really living in my south node at university now looking back. Um, but yeah, it was good and bad at the same time. I learned a lot, but I came, I became very obsessed with like, working out, eating healthy, body image, like all I did was like school, like workout, go to bed, like mm. every day. So my social life just completely, like it just went away. Like mm -hmm. I stopped hanging out with people and that was an interesting experience. Your south node is, I feel like your north node is in Sagittarius, right? Is that yeah, correct? So yeah. Gemini. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is that like for so for anybody listening who also has like their North Node in Sagittarius? What kind of vibe is that? Yeah. So well, okay, so I'll finish the, I guess like so what happened was I finished university and then I well, I went to school for business marketing and which I felt like was very Gemini. <laughs> and and um and then I did my minor in psychology. And then I went to Toronto to get a, like, start my career there. And that was my moon nodes line, which was squared. So, like, essentially, like, your destinies kind of, there's conflict there, right? And, like, I wasn't getting the support I needed for really what I wanted to step into. It just seemed like a struggle. And, like, honestly, it was, like, one thing after the next. I could not catch a break. And it was just so... Eventually, of course, things happen in threes. And so after like really, I think like two years of a lot of struggle, it was just like really rock bottom moment. Like these three things came in one week and I was just done. Like I was like, I can't, I need like a complete 180. And so I quit my job. Like on that day, I got a phone call that was like the last kind of straw. So I quit my job and then got home and was like, what am I going to do? Like I literally was just like, oh my God, I just quit my job. You idiot. <laughs> like, so then I'm just staring at the screen. Like I go on my computer, I'm just like scrolling. And then on my sidebar, I see like this really cute cottage-like house. It was, a, it was a Danish house. I didn't know it at the time. I was like, oh, that looks so peaceful. And I clicked it and it happened to be a work away. And I don't know if you guys know work away at all, but it's like you no. go and work in exchange for food and accommodation. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like called, there's other things called woofing. Or yeah, woofing. I've heard of woofing. Yeah. 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 So it's like that, just a different platform. And so I read the description. It was like two Danish women in the countryside of Denmark looking for help on their permaculture farm and wanting to make food and all this stuff. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> like this every bone in my body was just like this is what I'm going to do mm, so wow I had a Skype call with them and it was just like I had known them my whole life or something it was just so lovely and I was going to go to Switzerland for my sister she's a Highland dancer amazing and yeah wow. <laughs> yeah because we do have a lot of Scottish roots still in our background so I was going to go watch her perform and then from there I was like you know what I can just go to Denmark after that so that's what I decided to do. So I packed my bag, 
and went to Denmark. It was the most amazing experience. And I feel like that, to answer your question, Abby, is what activated my Sagittarius. Wow. Because Sagittarius is the traveler. Like I like to call us the pilgrim. Like we're on our spiritual journey, searching for truth through travel, I feel. Mm -hmm. And travel doesn't necessarily have to be physical travel. It could be, you know, some some people just really feel called to dive into history books or learn things through that. But for me, it's the physical travel. I absolutely love it and live for it. Um, Same. Really, yeah, <laughs> I think really we all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We probably all have some strong ninth house placement going on. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. I, I just have to comment because I was as you were talking and saying about like, you just quit your job and then you were like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? This is so manifesto energy. It's, it's just like, you got that urge. It was like just something within you. Yeah. So I get these, like, it's really like a clear inner knowing and it's just like, there is no, but like, there's no doubt. This is what I'm doing. Like I've set my mind on it and I'm doing, and my whole life has been like that. Wow. That doing that, that first time, now I really live in that. So throughout, so I went to Denmark and that was, um, so there's a few lines going on there. So there's my Mercury line on Mid Haven. And then there's my Moon Nodes line, which is close by as well. Then there's Venus and then there's a Chiron aspect. So there was just like so much love, like so much healing, so much familiarity. So supportive. Yeah, it was so familiar. And it was just like, yeah, I was like, well, I'm home. Like it felt like that. It was just like, I never want to leave. And I just felt like I, I don't, I just wish that experience for everyone because it's just such amazing, magical energy. I felt like I was a kid again and like could talk to trees because Mercury is not only like communicating with people, you communicate with the divine. And like, I really felt like I could just channel, like I was writing all the time like beautiful poems and mm. things I was like where's this coming from <laughs> wow. but that's really when I got into astrology it was like this huge call and I just couldn't stop and it was like just reading every day about it on my off time so I do like my five hours of work for work away and then I go to my room and like start reading about astrology and that's really when I came across the lunar nodes specifically was like, what are these things? And then I was just like, so drawn to it. It just really just called to me. And I was just like, this makes so much more sense. Like why is astrology taught to look at the whole chart? Don't we need to understand where we're headed first? Then we can understand why all the planets are placed there to help this happen for this specific reason. And it just made so much more sense to do it that way for me. And I think that's why it really called. And then the astro mapping, of course, because Sagittarius, anything with travel, I was like, oh, what yes. is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. So did you did you only realize um so did you only learn about kind of astro mapping and astrocartography when you were on the line and then it kind of made sense you're like oh yes so when I and like I was so I was staying in this little town called Stupakumi and it's like if I looked at it on my astro map it's like so I have the Chiron aspect literally going straight through Stupakumi and so Chiron of course is like all about bringing like healing but also like our healing abilities and how we help heal other people. And so, and I have where I am now is Chiron too. It's the same Chiron aspect. So I just know that that's kind of like a path for me is to be a healer and 
I guess, through what also having the south node in the eighth house, mm -hmm. which is, you know, Siobhan, like very much astrology, mm -hmm. <laughs> like all the mm -hmm. oculus yeah. and stuff. So I feel like definitely been like I definitely feel like I've been an astrologer before and that's why it called so loudly when I saw it it was like oh yes I know yeah. this like you know when you look at it you're just like I've seen this before and I know this and why mm. can I read it so well you're like you just get it and so it's like now using that but bringing it through the lens of my Sagittarius yeah. and that second house as well how is that second house kind of yeah. do you feel like you're kind of because I often think once you go through your first Saturn return, you really kind of step into the North Node. But I think for people that can start earlier as well, do you feel like you're kind of moving into that second house now? Like, do you feel it coming up a lot for you? I do. I feel like, I, and I also feel like it's a little bit conflicting with the Sagittarius because Sagittarius wants to live light. They want to be free. Yeah. They just want a backpack. Like, and I think my South node was also very much like the gypsy, like the G Gemini gypsy that was just like hopping mm. around, like pulling out tricks, like, let me do your tarot reading and then like onto the next town. Like, <laughs> And so I feel like there's still a little bit of that in me. And so trying to get grounded and understand having objects like the Taurus energy of the second house is like building a home block after block like having all of these things in the 3d world and like but my Sagittarius is like but I don't know if I really want all of this like I really want to live minimal I love capsule wardrobes like I love just like having a little bit of everything that I really really love but I love space so much Me too. Like, I'd rather be like white walls and plants like yeah <laughs> that's what my place is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's very like Scandinavian exactly. style yeah so when well. I went there I was like this is this is like my style <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I guess it will kind of come out more like the older we get that second house as well and maybe yeah. like manifest in other ways of like security and comfort and exactly yeah and I was just like okay it's also finding that inner security in myself so that no mm. matter where I go in the world no matter where I travel to home is me I am home and I think that's the the, the, the bigger message yeah yeah no definitely so I wanted to actually there was a I looked at all of our charts um, our human design charts and we all have one gate that is in common between the three of us and what's really interesting is this gate is it's gate 48 and it's known as it comes from the spleen so the spleen is kind of where we house like primal fears and you know it's kind of like I, I almost see it as like a, a place where we need to learn from right like because they will come out as these shadowed fears but we need to like unpack them and it's sort of like a lesson that we need to kind of um, learn in this lifetime and we have um, the fear of inadequacy so it's the fear of like not actually feeling good enough for something or, but it, it transcends into um, its gift is that we can kind of see what people are good at, what, what people are, what's good for people. And I was like, I cannot believe we all have this. And we, you know, are on these journeys that we actually really love to help people, you know, kind of realign with themselves. And I was just like, but for the kind of difference is and why I kind of wanted to ask a question about it was um, for me I also have the open ego within human design so this also has that element of 
not being enough, but you guys both have a defined ego. (laughs) So I was just wondering if that theme, does it ever play out in your life or how does it play out? Could you resonate? Really interesting because since knowing that Siobhan has a second house placement too, Mm we're both learning to have self-worth. Wow. Like, <laughs> so it's funny that we both have that, but yet I don't know about you, Siobhan, but I know that's been my biggest battle is never feeling good enough. Like no matter yeah. how many certificates I have, no matter how much schooling I do, no matter how like nice clothes, like it's always trying to figure out how to gain that self-worth within. And so, but yet there's this other strong part of me that knows there's like this deep knowing that I'm here to help people and I'm help like, and that I am worthy to do it. But then it's just this conflict. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like, um, kind of similar. Like I knew I always wanted to help people. I just didn't know in what form that was going to come. And I always felt a bit inadequate because I was just, I was working as an actor and just working, like just doing entertainment. And I knew I was meant to do something more. Like I've always felt like there was a healing aspect, but how was it going to manifest? And so when I did kind of fall, I guess I kind of fell into astrology last year properly. Like I finally had the space and the time to to work on this and to develop um, what I'm doing now. Um, I finally felt like I was in that kind of second house of self-worth like I felt adequate because I was now finally doing something to help people which is what I've always wanted to do Mm. but I just didn't know what it was before Mm. Um, yeah yeah it's like you you finally kind of found that thing that yeah. lights you and for up. for me as a generator, that's so important. That you like, you know, when mm. I speak to you about it and the yeah. things I share, like, I'm so excited about it. Like, before a session, I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You're like, I get to do this? This is my life? Yeah. Like, Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I sit afterwards and I'm almost, like, in tears because I'm, like, I'm meeting these amazing people from all over the world and, like, just getting to remind them of like their self-worth as well, like how amazing they are. And then I'm like overwhelmed with gratitude that I get to do this. Like this is a job. Yeah. And you get to like travel yeah. as well. This is like our way of traveling yes. in a sense. Yeah, because obviously we all love to travel and with, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but um, we're I've kind of been stuck in South Africa. And so I've found myself like diving into astrocartography even more and just like traveling through my map and reminiscing yeah. about all the places I've been and the experiences on the different lines and kind of connecting those dots. Totally. It's actually really interesting you say that because here we aren't really like we're we're so lucky we're still able to get outside, go to shops and things. Like we have a curfew, but it's really not like nothing's on super lockdown. And we we're in a lot of like there's mountains, there's ocean. So I feel like we're super fortunate in that way. But I can really relate because how I got so like immersed in it too was that when I was traveling, I actually so after Denmark and that experience, I decided this was for me. So I came home and got rid of my apartment and everything in it and just like packed my bag and was like, I'm just going to keep traveling and doing work away and like really stepped into my Sagittarius. Uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, where am I going to go next? And I was so drawn to herbalism at the time. And I really wanted to work on a herb farm. So I was like, Oh, like, where's a good time? Like it's winter here. So I'll go somewhere summer. So of course that was like Australia and New Zealand. So 
I did that journey down under and that was amazing, but I started to get really sick. And about seven months in, I like couldn't get out of bed and just like, I, it felt like my whole body was shutting down. So I went to the hospital and they're like, you're fine. Like you probably just pulled your back doing garden work. I was like, no, like something is seriously wrong. I am going to like not wake up tomorrow. And that's when I knew like, this is the manifester. I was like, like, just like went in and was like, what do I need to do? And it was like, Chiron line, go to your Chiron line. I will find a healer. And like, I was like, oh, Denmark, obviously like, let's go. And so I literally didn't even think about it. Like booked my flight, went to Denmark, got off the plane, went to the hospital. They were like, yep, spinal tap. Now they did a spinal tap and we're like, you have Borrelia, which is Lyme disease. And so I had been like, just, it had been just getting into my nervous system for <gasps> that seven months. I didn't know. And so the, I guess the point of this story is that first of all, Chiron amazing. If you're looking for the proper healer. Um, and also they were so nice. They just let me go. Like he was like, let's just not tell anyone. I won't put you in the computer. Like this will just be between you and me. Like the doctor was so, mm-hmm. I was just so, so grateful, mm-hmm. but I, spent the summer there just really couldn't get out of bed because I was just like chronically fatigued but I and it kind of it just like felt like COVID you know like you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't do anything so I did the exact same thing as you like just every day was reading more and more diving into the chart exploring like pretty Mm -hmm. much just writing all of the experiences that I have had Mm -hmm. through all of my life through growing up and then traveling And then I started to come up with like the system that I teach now. And hadn't that have happened, I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing right now because I don't even know if I would have had that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about the time as well. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. Wait, but first I want to like, maybe you can share a little bit about your healing journey. Like, how are you feeling now? Are you, I mean, I know Lyme takes a long time to heal. Did the Chiron line really help with that? The Chiron line, I think definitely helped with that and like just being like I could like my body could find peace in it you know like Mm. it was really felt comfortable really felt safe obviously Denmark like I shared the first time I went there I knew that's where I had to go to feel that safe safe space so my body could really like regenerate Mm -hmm. again and so that was good and then I knew so my three months came up so I only had 90 days and I was like hey what am I gonna do like do I go home? And I was just like, I don't really want to go home because I just knew somewhere in my body knew that my health was just going to get really bad if I went home because it kind of always does when I go home. <laughs> and, um, and so I was like, what are you going to do? And then a part of me was just like, so this, the, the stone I'm wearing right now, it's Larvik stone. So I was like, and I had it on and I was like, why don't I go to Larvik, Norway? And so I went to Larvik, Norway, and that was a journey itself too. So I ended up manifesting this dream cabin in the middle of the woods next to the ocean. And I wrote, like literally wrote my list. It was so specific and it was everything on my list. I was like, I want like this Scandinavian cabin. I want it to be two bedrooms. I want it to be furnished how I would want it to be furnished. Like I want it to have a couple on the property that around my age, super supportive in what I do. I want to have a bicycle that I can bike to town. I want to be able to walk to the, to the ocean and dip in whenever I want. Like my, like it was so specific, got there and it was everything on my list. 
And oh. then this is the power of the moon nodes line, I think, because like it's people that want to support you. It's very karmic. And it's like, he was like, oh, Marina, like if you just want to stay here for a year, three years, like it's yours. He was just like, you can have the land, get some animals. I was just like, what? Oh my I just God. like burst into tears. I was just like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And I was just so like, could not believe that that had come through. Um, and it was so, yeah, it was so interesting because then even just three hours, I took a trip three hours up Mm -hmm. and that would have been my Mars ascendant line, descendant line, Mm -hmm. which was awful experience. And my Lyme like was the worst. I felt like I was, yeah, I was back to like feeling like I was going to die. Then I went back down where the nice couple was in the house, completely fine. Yeah. How this crazy is, is that? Crazy. Like it was almost like nothing had happened. Yeah. And I was like, could be healing again and safe. Yeah. And so, but yeah, it was a crazy experience. And I wanted to say yes and to take that. But I got a call from the nor um from the government, like the visa, I guess, the visa people of Norway. And they were like, Oh, your paperwork didn't go through properly. And this happened, so I really wanted to go to Norway University and my paperwork got messed up. So I couldn't end up going. And now my paperwork got messed up again and I couldn't stay. And I was like, what's going on with this like Norway paperwork? (laughs) So I had to go home and that was like, oh, I just remember my Mm. heart was like so broken. Mm. It wasn't meant to be right at that stage. It wasn't meant to be, it wasn't the right time. And I just had to trust that. So Mm -hmm. I came home. My sister was so nice enough to let me stay with her. My sister and brother-in-law stayed with them and then just was bed rest for another year almost. Wow. Yeah. So I just like spent a lot of time trying to like design my program, design, like just doing work when I could and sleeping the rest of the time. But it's, was, it's definitely... Um, an isolating experience yeah I'm but sure. also like a very humbling experience mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um I'm so actually really grateful for it because I used to be someone who was very goal-oriented very like very like my worth was plugged into how much I could get done in a day mm. how long I could run how many things I could check off a list and so to have that all taken away was very humbling yeah yeah very humbling and just to really be okay with sitting and being able to receive like knowing that you can't give back and you just have Mm. to sit and let people wow yeah this is super powerful like the um you know sitting in that you know not just like that you can't like go out and push and like you know do that have that driven kind of mindset that we're pushed to um, believe that this is what brings success this is what brings all the good things in life when I, I completely disagree I think the things that are meant for you will kind of effortlessly kind of arrive when you're tapping into your gifts and what you're what you love and that kind of thing but I, I see it so, so much still you know people are very restless we we live in this like conditioned society to be yeah. restless but the fact that you actually draw that to receiving as well is really beautiful like I had to so you know learning to receive definitely and it's it's interesting too because I think it also does go with the manifestor like yeah learning to to 
to peace, like to be in peace. And so, and that also correlates with the second house of the North node is like simple, like enjoying the simple pleasures of life, like watching the sunset, watching the birds go by mm. and like just really literally sitting in, in peace and enjoying the 3D world. And um, like that's everything yeah. this experience has brought to me. Like there's nothing I love more now. Like now I crave it. Now I just want, I just crave peace. I just want to be in that yeah. cottage in the woods. This like, is so me too. Really, it's like, so me. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they they say, of course, like with uh, manifestors, it's kind of, you know, because they in, you know, ages before manifestors were very much like the leaders, the navigators, and, you know, they kind of pushed a lot, but now they just want to be in peace, like they just want to do their own thing. And, you know, they naturally will just trailblaze and forge new paths just by being peaceful, like, oh, I just want to kind of do this and, you know, kind of it's for any manifestors listening, it's really about like releasing that, you know, idea of doing what other people expect of you or, you know, kind of, um, oh, well, others will like this if I do it this way or whatever. It's really just forge your own path. And yeah, like you say, just really kind of lean into that peaceful, that peacefulness about you. So that's really nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Cause like, of course there's a little bit of me still that's like pulled to want to have like crazy things go on all the time. Cause that's like really my South note is like, everything has to be dramatic and crazy and like all this stuff going on. And like, yeah. so when it's really peaceful, <laughs> I know quiet, that I'm story. Like, this is boring. Like, you know, I'm like, and, but now I really like, I'm learning to enjoy it more mm-hmm. and just craving it and making mm-hmm. it space for it every day I ask myself when I wake up I'm like how can I make today more peaceful and more playful (gasps) that's so beautiful Mm, that's really that's such a like I love when I can hear you know um energy types just like translate before my eyes you know like just peaceful and playful because that's you know as a manifesto that's that's like kind of um the kind of uh joy and that's where you find the vitality just yeah peace and play so that's really nice to hear (laughs) I'm gonna do that tomorrow as well because I feel like that really ties in with our second house the north node second house as well like peace I definitely like filled my younger years with drama and sickness and you know really pushing myself to my limits and now I'm just like I also just want to get back to Scotland to have a cabin in the highlands (laughs) to live in a forest (laughs) Yeah. What, what house yeah. is my yeah. my north node is in the sixth house? Yeah, the sixth house. Yeah, Aquarius. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, so your south node in the twelfth house. Um, yeah. <laughs> and my moon is also in the twelfth house as well. So this is why I think you know Leo. Oh. I'm Leo moon, and every Leo full moon. I am like very much affected. Like I feel it very much, but it's kind of, it's a really kind of exciting feeling now because I know afterwards, after I've kind of like kind of hit that wall, I go straight through and it's just like power. Like I feel like more powerful, more, um, feel more momentum and excitement. So now when I kind of feel it coming around the corner, 
And I, I say to myself, well, I know what's here, but I know what's coming as well. So <laughs> yeah, that awareness. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, I love that. It's so interesting. I always am so fascinated by Leo's because I have um, Chiron in Leo in my 10th house. Mm. <laughs> and so like, I'm always like, oh, like, don't look at me. And so I'm really like trying to like step out of that and like, be in my inner Leo, like channel that. Yeah. So I, I naturally actually tend to surround myself with Leos, I guess. Oh, I attract cool. them to help me pull that out. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I I feel like I also have, I also seem to be surrounding myself with Leos, Leos and Aries. Yeah, yeah exactly. Leos and Aries, me too. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. I'm major fire in my chart. So yeah. <laughs> But um, Abby's all Aries and Leo and well, and Aquarius as well. Yeah. You guys both have your Venus and Aquarius, uh-huh. I noticed, actually. And we've uh-huh. just gone into Venus has just moved into Aquarius. So okay. yeah, I wonder that, if you can feel that shift. Venus yeah. and Aquarius. Oh, man. Like, I don't know about you, Abby, but I feel like that's a hard one because it's almost like you're. It's a. I attract a lot of le- a lot of emotionally unavailable partners. Oh, class. yes. and they're usually always Aquarius (laughs) which is funny because of course that but I'm like where it's this almost like you're like oh I want to be close with you and then when someone else is close you're like oh but I want my space and you're like push them away Mm, it's like this really like pull push pull dynamic so so I'm really aware of it now and I'm like Mm -hmm. it's like I'm kind of like the opposite so if it's um they're very emotionally unavailable I feel like I'm more you know but then like you say if it's like they're very like kind of you know emotionally available I'm like no this isn't really um working for me (laughs) like I need I need this balance and it's about finding this balance right this um this harmony I know from it because I have it in the seventh seventh house so for me it's really harmony like I, I need that like kind of um equal balance of give and take you know yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I actually had a question um as I have two astrologers in uh in the zoom room (laughs) but um yeah someone asked me to explain the kind of the differences between rising and sun sign so like the sun you know usually when someone says oh what are your signs you will say like oh my sun my rising my moon is that what is the main kind of um, difference between them? I, well, I can let Abby, I mean, sorry, I can let Siobhan answer and then I'll give you kind of my perspective on it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, it's okay. So, you know, like the rising is the ascendant, right? right? So I think of it as like, it's kind of like your attitude towards life in a way, like your sun sign is kind of, it's... Ugh, it's, it feels like it's like the stereotype, but it's kind of like everything you embody and like how you kind of like shine out to the world. It's maybe what you think of as yourself, but a lot of other people will kind of pick up on your rising signs. So like with you, for example, I, it's like the, and it's also a lot to do with your physical appearance. Like there are similar traits um, that come up in the rising sign, Mm -hmm. but I think of it more as like, yeah, the sun is like the, I guess it's very connected to your ego and things. And then the rising sign is maybe a little bit more about who you kind of strive to be as well. Um, So you have like, obviously Aries, sun, Leo rising. Mm -hmm. Um, Physically, like it's very Leo, like your hair. (laughs) 
That's also stereotypical, mm. but it's like the signature signature trait of yes, a, of a Leo rising. <laughs> and I feel a lot of Leo energy from you. But the more I get to know you, the more I see the Aries side. But on first impression, I kind of uh-huh. pick up on your rising sign. Um, I don't know, Marina. Maybe you can wow. maybe you can shed oh, your perspective so on that as well. I would, well, I, I think that's like definitely what I see too. Like I say to people, I'm like, well, you're your rising signs, like your party mask. So when you're going out to a party, you like put on your rising sign mask and you're like, this is the character I'm playing at the party. And so I have a Libra rising. So it's like very Mm. like kind of bubbly, warm. And then like when I'm at home and so anyone that would live with me knows I'm a Capricorn and like that really Capricorn rising. people wouldn't necessarily- So I'm like- Are you? I'm like- I'm so aware when I'm like in a group as well, like even right now on Zoom and I become more like Capricorn rising. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm cancer and I'm actually not like, I feel like I'm being more serious than I am. (laughs) Yeah, because it's almost like this, like, yeah, it's a mask that we put on before we present ourselves as like a protection or something. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely do that. I was talking to you about it in the last episode where I said, you know, I, I sense that Leo rising like I because when I go out mm. I really like to make myself look <laughs> like nice <laughs> and I think that's really Leo rising yeah, like that kind of wanting to shine and very much sun energy right <laughs> whereas I can you know. be I am introverted but when I'm when I'm in a group at a party for example I'll kind of be like in the corner like really like serious and it takes me a while to kind of maybe warm up with new people as well yeah I don't know if you feel that with your son there I guess it's a bit different because that's kind of I know I do I'm definitely like my report card report cards growing up as a kid would always be like Marina's so serious I'm like (laughs) she's so quiet (laughs) so reserved like those were words I've always heard but I also think with the manifestor like if you look at when I was a kid like when I when we still lived here and there's classroom photos and I'm just like like wild like just out there Mm -hmm. and then as I start to get conditioned then you see me just like get pictures like this like terrified like so terrified like Oh, I was just going to say, it kind of feels like that analogy, you know, when like there's like a tiger or something, they have like a chain to the foot and then over time mm. they take the chain off, but the tiger still thinks the chain's there. Yeah. That's like the manifester. It's like we, mm-hmm. you get tamed and then like you're free of it, like so free, mm. but like you're not in an institute anymore. And like, I still act like I am like, is it okay to do this? Is it okay? like, I always ask always asking like because I don't want to hurt anyone or like so I'm always mm-hmm. informing all the time like is it it's not yeah. even informing it's asking permission and so I need mm-hmm. to switch that and I've been working on that a lot yeah it's just this kind of deconditioning process isn't it but I worked with a little boy who was a manifester and I would see it in him and I would always kind of try and allow him to do kind of what he wanted to do So of course, like, you know, of course, with children, you do have to have like within reason, but, you know, I would say to him, you know, oh, just let me know, you know, use that inform, inform before you, you know, kind of go off and do something spontaneous, you know, but I would kind of try and encourage him to, you know, embrace that kind of that, um, you know, uh, sort of like leadership kind of, you know, likes to do things the way he likes to do them and, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, I can understand, obviously, like the school system and the way we kind of um, are taught now is 
it's very constricting for a manifesto because a manifesto child doesn't really need to be parented or, you know, kind of guided. They know. Well, and I think that's, it's really hard because I've had like so many problems with our authority growing up. Mm. Like that is like where my deep mm. wounds come from is like, I have so much fear now about like around authority. And so I think that's why it would really push me to become an entrepreneur. I'm like, Hey, no more. <laughs> like I can't have people telling me what to do and like it's so weird because people are like well that's like how you just have to that's how the world is like you have to yeah that's what I'm always told like everyone's like that's just how life is and I was just like honestly no like I just want to be in my cabin creating <laughs> yeah. like, just, like, just whatever my heart desires yeah yeah I feel like that so ties in with your Saturn in Aquarius as well like yeah. wanting that kind of freedom you know and Venus there too, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Abby, I wanted to ask you because Marina and I obviously both have a five in our human design yeah. profile. So you're a mm-hmm. five one and I'm a three five. Is there a difference if one is like like the first number versus the second number? I yeah, actually don't so, know that part. Um, so because you're a three five, um, a three five is actually here for personal karma. So it means that you actually build a lot of like your self-esteem by filling up your own cup. So okay. so for you, you know, you're a generator as well. So when you're doing those things um, that call to you, like, you, you know, when you're kind of um, giving yourself like self-care and whatever, and, you know, kind of setting those boundaries as mm-hmm. well, you know, like we, a lot of us kind of struggle with that. But um, then it really helps with your self-esteem and your vitality and, all this kind of thing. But then if you have, um, if the first number is bigger than the second number, so Marina, you're a five, one, I'm a six, two. So I also have this, it's very much transpersonal karma. So you really are here to serve the collective. So actually doing things to, um, you know, doing things for other people actually really fills up your cup a lot and um builds that self-esteem for you so um so yeah but uh with the five like uh so the you both have number five in your chart and this is very like it's save the day energy so you know of course we're talking about you know the line of work that we're all finding ourselves in and how this is like common ground between us but for you guys it's really this five you can talk to anyone you can literally, it's like this save the day energy. It's like, I know how to save your day. I know how to fix it. I know how to help. So it's this really, um, really kind of strong value for that. And often you kind of really express that in your aura. So people will gravitate towards you because they they get this feeling from you. You can help me with something. Like, what can you help me with? And um and yeah, but what I would say, of course, because you guys have it on the different um, sides, like for you, Siobhan, like it's really important that you do make sure that your own cup is fill, uh, filled as well. And yeah, so um, just always kind of remember that when you are, you know, kind of um, sharing your energy. But for both of you, like, you know, the the call, isn't, it doesn't always have to be um, a yes because you feel like you want it to be a yes all the time, but it doesn't have to, it, it doesn't have to be, you have to assess that energy, you know, and 
you know, for a 5-1 in particular, you kind of have this, it's about creating a balance between, okay, like if you take on too much responsibility, too much of um, someone else's stuff, it's like, you can probably feel like quite frustrated, maybe a little bit bitter about it. But if you take on too little, you'll feel inadequate. So you need to find this, like, it's this really fine balance um, of, you know, really stepping into that transpersonal karma, but also being there for yourself as well. Um, So it's kind of, it is a balancing act for sure. That's where that inadequacy comes in again, I realized. It's like, if I don't feel like I've, like, if I feel dissatisfied with how I've helped someone, I'm like, no, I could do more. Like, I will go above and beyond when I'm preparing for my Mm -hmm. sessions Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm covering everything. (laughs) And it's a lot, you know, like I want, and I keep, I want to keep giving more and I make myself very available. Like, you know, I'm like, you can just keep coming back to me. Like, I will always help you. yeah save Uh the day energy yeah Yeah. it's like I I say like with children it's like um it's like this you know they're this superhero energy like they'll probably be Mm -hmm. drawn to like being a superhero or something like that because it's very like so next week I'm going to fill my own cup I've got like four days yeah (laughs) healing sessions for myself lined up I'm so excited like I feel like when we're in this line of work we sometimes forget that we also need to kind of go do that as well. Absolutely. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited to kind of reverse, like to be the one on the other side next week. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Marina, tell us a little bit more about like some of your lines. Um, like what did what was the energy for you in New Zealand um, and Australia? So it's interesting because so when I went to Australia that's a Mars line, but it's Ooh, on the okay. And so I felt really good. Like all of a sudden, like, so that's also interesting that I wouldn't have really felt the line there till I went to New Zealand. Cause like, yeah, it was happening in my body, but yet I'm getting this energy from Mars. That's like making me very like feeling like I could go for a run all the time or like get wow. stuff done. And like, I just felt like really magnetic there. Like everything was like, everything was kind of just really effortless I guess I made like a really beautiful connection with friends there and like just felt really like I belonged and Mm. like just really inspired and yeah it was really nice to be on that because usually I wasn't sure about Mars energy but going your Mars is in cancer as well right yeah same as me yeah well is it what house is it in um mine is in the seventh house okay so. oh, oh interesting okay. yeah we've talked yeah. about this on the podcast before and how it plays out in my relationships yeah. <laughs> yeah I have to be careful there that's for sure right yeah definitely yeah. that's because mine mine's in my ninth house and so I feel like I was really accepted for like my higher mind I guess like Mm. talking about spirituality like everyone there like maybe they weren't fully in it but they were so accepting they're like tell me more like they all wanted to do and so Mm. I was like whoa like I really feel like I've like met my first kind of community where I really feel seen and accepted for really who I am and like that's with the five one too right like everyone's constantly projecting on you what they think and who you are and so you're never seen for actually who you are and there I did really feel like I was. So that was kind of cool. Um, oh, nice. And where yeah. were your Jupiter lines? Because obviously with your North Node in Sag. Um... I know. So I haven't actually gone to a full 
Jupiter line yet, but I've gone to the aspects of one. Like, and so I actually went to, for, I used, when I was working in Toronto, I worked for an event coordinating and they had mm. me go to a conference there. And it was my son crossed over my Jupiter. Oh man. Oh. I was like, can I live here forever? <laughs> oh, wow. My Jupiter, my Jupiter is actually in Vancouver. <gasps> you gotta come. Both of you have yeah. to come. <laughs> I, I've, I, I mean, yeah, I, I went to Vancouver before and I loved it. And actually it did feel very lucky. Like the Jupiter yeah. is very lucky, right? But totally. I remember when I went there and I was like, wow, everyone just can't do enough for me. Like, you know, it was- Is it on the descending? Which line is that? I will have to check, but it was literally, I remember like I met, uh, I had a friend there and um, she like invited me to like her house and we like hung out. And then, you know, she introduced me to like these people that she knew and they were like, the, one of the guys was like, I'm going to take you out around Vancouver. And I was like, you know, it's like kind of just one of those things that you might say. No, sure enough, he called me the next day and he's like, hey, listen, I'm on my way into the city. Um, I'd like to pick you up and I'm going to show you all the best spots, me and my friends. And I was like, wow, that's great. Like, thank you. And, and then when I was like returning home, then my friend's dad called me and said, listen, I, I didn't get to meet you. I would love to meet you. So I'm going to drive you to the airport, the scenic way. We're going to stop for lunch. And I was just like, people just keep like doing these really nice things for me. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You're Aww. making me want to move to my Jupiter line, right? <laughs> yeah. And I have my Mercury uh, Midheaven line right basically through your hometown like where you are right now Marina so I yeah, think that's I so think that's cool so cool and you'll definitely have to come visit and the fact that your friends in Victoria too yeah yeah and then I have two other friends in is it I don't know if I'm saying it correctly Nanaimo or yeah yeah oh yeah I know someone though you can still feel that energy in Nanaimo yeah. yeah yeah and I think it's also so cool that we obviously connected through Instagram and I'm very close to your Mercury Midheaven line and you're on mine. And it's like this, it's so nice to have someone on the podcast who's in like a similar line of work as us and like mm-hmm. to show that we also like support what each other's doing, yeah. you know, and to kind yeah, of create absolutely. that community. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe you can share with everyone listening, like what exactly it is that you're doing, like this kind of yeah. program that you've created. Yeah, I'd love to. So um Pretty much, yeah, like I was saying, I really got into the nodes and was like, oh, like, this is it. Like, I love teaching this. I love past lives. I'm really interested in, like, the karmic side of things. So that's what I think really got me into understanding. Like, I know with the eighth house placement, we really can feel energy and understand energy. And I love astrology because it just grounds it down. And, like, it gives words to energy that I'm yeah. So that's why I love that's it. like the second house part. I feel like it's what we can kind of yes, we can so ground it to really use it to make it accessible to like everyone, you know, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I always I say people on this axis are the alchemists because you get to you understand the spiritual world and then you're bringing it. You're the bridging it to the 3D wow. world or vice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that astrology is such a great tool to do that. And so I was like, OK. Yeah, so let's look at the nodes. Let's understand the past life. Let's and I really love understanding the subconscious and our patterns and like how we can break them or like kind of transform them, yeah. right? And that's the alchemistic. How can we transmute them so that you can 
become lighter. And um, through doing that and kind of creating this work, then I realized, well, once you understand your life direction, what do you really need to get there? Because I realized the moon is so important. Like everyone's like, what's your sun sign? What's your sun sign? Well, if you want to get to know someone, I find like ask them their moon wow. sign. Like, really what is your moon sign? I'm a Pisces. Okay, I'm Taurus. So it does really connect with my, that second house as well, actually. Yeah, it does. Because my moon's in the fourth house, which Me I feel too. like supports Me my too. Because I feel like they are really supporting mm. each other. It does make me want to have a beautiful, like a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Having that. So, um, yeah, I just realized once you understand your life direction, well, what do you need on an emotional level to really feel supported to get there? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, let's dive into understanding your deep internal needs to make sure that they're met and nourished so that you can achieve this. And then it was like, okay, well, once your needs are met, then you'll feel confident to shine in your sun sign, which I feel a lot of astrologers don't talk about. They're like, oh yeah, you just have that. And I'm like, well, if your needs aren't met, your moon's not met or nourished. That light's not shining, right? Like, Yeah, you're not going to feel confident. For me, if I don't have a house where I, like a sacred space, I don't feel confident to be my strong Capricorn self. Yeah, and my my son is cancer. It's like the opposite. But at the same time, like I don't feel... I actually, what's so interesting for me is my, sorry to kind of interrupt, but my moon line, I was born on my moon IC line and that's where I'm planning to move back to. And I don't feel like I can really step into being a Cancerian, like nurturing, protecting, maybe starting a family until I'm back on that line. Um, But also until I've kind of understood what that second house is all about. Like I'm still kind of very much in the eighth house and of my south node, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because obviously your soul was just like going through mm-hmm. like learning lessons, breaking habits so that you could come back to your moon line to really like now you're content yeah. and you're able to accept it and embrace mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the 12th house and the moon? Just sorry. I was just like <laughs> interested. I'm the 12th house in the moon. So I know, and I know within human design as well, I, um, you're also emotional in your human design Marina. Um, So maybe it's kind of like, you know, this, you know, when you're talking about the connection of your moon sign and emotions and everything, like dealing with my emotions and really kind of um, finding that balance has been like um, the life changing part of me. This was how I got into human design because this like understanding that I was an emotional person and that I didn't notice I was. And someone told me in human design, you're emotional. And I started speaking to people about it and saying, you know, like I didn't realize. And people would say, really? I like, I, I totally could have told you, you were an emotional person. And I was like, I had no idea. And it was kind of like this journey of me unpacking my own emotions and understanding, you know, the kind of, um, importance of that that led me on this path you know so um yeah so I'm just interested of the connection between um yeah the moon and my emotions. yeah well I feel like for you like the 12th house like that's like the house of like spirituality right. and like really going you have like this like ability to really tap into your psyche mm-hmm. and like have like understand it's yeah it's like your spiritual gifts I would say the unconscious and that's your size note as well right Leo in the 12th house 
very much yeah. yeah in the same place as your moon so oh okay interesting yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah marina um maybe you can sorry we kind of interrupted you when you were sharing <laughs> what you created <laughs> well, we're just chatting okay <laughs> um yeah so that's essentially so it was like learning I realized like these are the three key things so like in a first session that's what I do with someone like let's dive into your nodes let's understand the past life so it's really like they'll come to me with the what this is because usually someone's going through a transition there's some sort of dynamic and they want kind of answers to and so they'll tell me the what and then astrology kind of gives us the why it's like mm. okay what's going on for you and let me pull up your chart and this is why and then I it gives that 3d understanding you're like well actually you know like this is really normal because like the south node these are the tendencies of the south node so it's really completely normal that you would be experiencing that and now you're kind of wanting a lot of people I think you wrote a post a beautiful post about it yesterday I loved it Siobhan, about how um we start to feel this pull right mm. like around our Saturn return we're starting to wake up to it and I've realized it's even yeah it's between like 29 to 40 I really realized people do this dance between the two and there's such a conflict because they've worked so hard to invest in like the first 30 years of their life and we've really lived our 30 years like in our south note and we don't want to let go of all of this hard work we've invested in to just throw it all away to this new thing but the journey just becomes louder and louder and louder and so really that's what people get clarity in a session they're like no that deep stirring you're feeling inside is correct it's normal like this big pull to go towards that and that's actually going to be more fulfilling for you and so it's really gaining clarity around that and then understanding what do they need to feel nourished to get there and then how are they the best what's this personality that best supports them to do so mm. so like for me I'm a Capricorn in the third house so the best way for me to do stuff is like staying very grounded, very structured, but also like I get to take all the knowledge, the higher knowledge and like ground it down in a really simple, practical way for people to understand. Yeah. To communicate and it. Yeah. yeah. And doing stuff like this. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, yeah. And that's like, um, so those are sessions I've been mm. doing one-on-one -on -one and then we'll, I offer like deeper. So like, if you want to come back and you want to really look at what I call like a blocks and embodiment session, where we look at more of like Chiron and like, mm. let's understand that deeper wound there. And then we actually like work through it through like somatic work and the unconscious and mindset shifting and, and behavior changes. So it's more so that's where the coaching really comes in. Yeah. And something recently I actually just launched is because my background is in business and design and branding and marketing, all of that. It was like, okay, how can I tie it all together? Because with the manifestor energy, like you were saying, Abby, like people always come to me and they're like, oh, you can help me with this. Mm. Or how do I make how do I do this? It's always these tech questions or branding mm. questions or marketing. Like, I love to help people, but it gets like, you know, I only have so much energy. And so I'm like, okay, hey, how about I design a program where I can work one-on-one -on -one with people? We'll understand your astrology chart. We understand where you're going towards then they get the coaching to really any blocks that are coming up as they start to work towards mm -hmm. it. And then having the support with like more of the actual tech strategy. Yeah. Part of wow. it. Very I'm cool. definitely coming to do a session with you. Yeah. Like I'm so intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Um, and that's really when I decided I was going to do that, my whole body lit up. So I knew that I was like, okay, this yeah. is the right thing. It's the right? way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
if you could both, this is a question to both of you. So what is like one line on your, on your map that you both really want to go to and why? I've been to quite a lot of them I feel like um no but I think for me I would really love to go to um I have a lot of lines in India and I feel like I have a sun line um you know going right through India and it's going through like the parts of India where it would be like you know to I always kind of imagined I would do some like yoga training or something like that and they go right through you know like Rishikesh or um these places so I would definitely love to travel there um I would like to travel back to some places as well that I wasn't really aware of um the energies when I was there like I have a sunline through Iceland as well um so and I, I can recall that feeling of you know just having a lot of energy it, it's actually um I have the sun and Mars, which is really interesting because my sun sign is Aries. And so they- And your sun's in the ninth house, right? So it's like, that is kind of that Sagittarius energy there as well. Oh, right. So so they like, you know, cross. And one thing I do remember is I got really sick in Iceland. Like, so I don't know if it was like this energy is like, um, like a lot, like it was just like Mm. a purge. It wasn't like I was- um, you know, like I was just like sick for like a day or something, but I remember it just came out of the blue. Um, But otherwise I was waking up really early. I had so much energy. Um, Yeah. So what about you, Marina? (laughs) Um, It's interesting because I've actually been like thinking of like where you are, Siobhan, like that's actually because there's mercury there for me. There's also close by and Jupiter close by and I was just like that sounds like a pretty good place (laughs) but like something in me feels like scared for it which is interesting Uh I'm so used to Pluto and Mars and Chiron energy I just feel like I'm constantly my soul pulls me there because clearly I'm still working through some of that stuff Um, and so when I think of like these more fun gentle lines exciting lines something in me Mm. still has a resistant to receive again back to the and you know I obviously I have that eight house in my size but I've never been to a Pluto line yet I've actually almost avoided them (laughs) I've had I feel like I've had my fair share of nice lines like grew up on a moon line although that brought up a lot of like vulnerabilities and things but then I spent eight years on a sun line my sun ascending in China and it was the best it was like there was so much, you know, it was all that good ego stuff, <laughs> a lot of recognition and just, yeah, good vibes. And then I've been on Venus for the past four years, Venus oh, on the IC, so but that is very much related to my Libra side node. So I'm aware that it's, mm. it's almost too comfortable, um, but at the same time, and I'm and at the same time you have the second house. Yeah, exactly. So it's also, it's at least that part. Um, yeah, but I'm and I'm a very intimidated by my Mars lines, even though I know I'm on your Mars line. <laughs> you are, you are. And Abby actually always kind of pushes me to really embody that Aries North node, like mm-hmm. encouraging me, which I'm so grateful <laughs> for. But but my Mars lines always feel like fast paced and like London yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, LA, LA, you know, I have my Mars lines through these like 
Um, for all of our listeners, where can they find you? Where where are you online? I am. They mostly just Instagram. I actually let go of my website because I find it's just easier to have a schedule set up through there. Um, but you can find me at North Node Guide on Instagram. Yay. Okay, oh. awesome. We'll also link that in the show notes so people can find you. Yeah, um, and yeah we also have a retreat coming up in February where I'm going to be diving into the nodes, the sun and the moon. It's a three-day thing. So. <gasps> wow, that oh, wow. sounds so fun. Yeah, there's yoga, like yin yoga. There's a sauna and we'll have a ceremony as well. Wow. So really amazing yeah what what at what time is this happening just because a lot of people are on this side of the world (laughs) obviously you're yeah specific standard time um but they will Mm -hmm. be recordings so okay cool and you can only come to like a certain one like say you can only come to Mm -hmm. Saturday you'll still have the recordings of all three oh wow that sounds amazing yeah and are you busy preparing that at the moment then? I am. Yeah, I'm putting it all together and I'm just kind of um, making some worksheets for it now to make it more interactive, which has actually been super fun. I'm Yay. loving it. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for your time and for all of your insights and for sharing your journey with us. I think it's so inspiring for other people who are listening and are curious to kind of see, to see what their lines might hold for them as well. Yeah. So thank you. Thank it's you honestly so much. Life-changing knowledge and so, so healing. So it, the more people it really know is. about it, it really does change your life. It really does. <laughs> yeah, especially the nodes. I find myself getting more and more pulled into them and realizing that they're, they're the part that astrologers often overlook, but actually it's, it's like the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the key. Yeah, you like got to understand that first because then you'll know why Saturn is where Saturn is or you'll know why Venus is where Venus is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So thanks guys for listening um, to this episode of the stars aligned with our special guest, Marina. Um, we'll, we'll link in the show notes where you can find her and we'll be back next week with another episode of the stars aligned. Farewell. Farewell. Farewell.